I want to do something a little different this morning. If you will, um, spend a few moments, pray for me as I'm about to preach the Word of God, and then pray for yourself um, that you would receive the Word of God with all humility. So take a few moments and, and spend time in prayer. for allowing us to gather together as your people and to, to grow, to learn, to be reminded of truth. Father, to sing praises to you, to hear the word of God being read and now preached. Father, we pray for us as well as for our country, for our president, Joe Biden, and vice president, Maul Harris, Lord, we pray for their salvation, for their leadership. Father, we thank you for the men and women who are weekly protecting our country. Father, I pray for the men. They would lead their homes. They would train those in their homes in the word of God. Father, we, we pray for abortion to end for us to acknowledge what is actually true. The life begins in the womb. While we pray for our own sinful desires, they would be killed by the Spirit. We would live for your name and for your glory. We would stop playing games with our lives, with our justification. We would seek to please you in all things. Bless this time, Lord. We give it to you. It's in Christ's name. Amen. If you would remain standing for the reading of God's word, Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. I will read verses 1 through 19. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing and righteousness, justice and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of Yahweh is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. They say, come with us, let us lie in wait for blood, let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods, we shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us, 
We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird, but these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. May the Lord add his blessing to his word. Please be seated. All right, so by way of review, Proverbs is wisdom, it is not law. Proverbs is wisdom, it is not law. In this book, we find principles to live by. We do not find promises that will come true. All wisdom is found in Jesus Christ. He is our constant for wisdom. The fear of Yahweh is the beginning of knowledge. This is a covenant relationship. Godly principles, they will not save us. We must be born again. Many will use this book as a way of living and they can be successful, yes, but godly principles, they will not save. Salvation is found in Christ alone. Salvation in Christ begins with the right understanding of true knowledge and wisdom. Fear. Fear. A reverence and awe of the Lord that results in living according to his word. This also includes a healthy fear of God's displeasure as well as God's discipline. Fools. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools refuse to have reverence before the Lord. That which does not lead to righteousness is foolish. Paul spoke of this in Romans 3, Romans 3, verse 18. There is no fear of God before their eyes. This is the fool. Wisdom. Wisdom is the art of godly living. The righteous application of true knowledge. And this is something that we all need more of. We need more of wisdom. Wisdom is to be a pursuit by us. Wisdom is not just to be a prayer. Wisdom is to be a labor. To know wisdom, to know wisdom, this is to take and to use wisdom in this life. When to work, when to rest, when to spend time with your wife, when to spend time with your husband, when to spend time, dedicated time with your children, when to give grace, when to discipline. Very few live righteous or wise lives. This is doing the right thing the right way for the right reason. The right thing, what God has said. The right way, in love according to what he has said. The right reason for the glory of God. So Lady Wisdom or Dame Folly is our pursuit at any given time. There is no neutrality with the Lord. The wise, they need more wisdom. The young, you need wisdom. The simple, they need to get wisdom. So no one is exempt in this life. Wisdom is needed by all in this life. And we must know the difference between indicative and imperative. This comes from Vodi Bauckham, and it's wonderful. An indicative. An indicative tells us what something is. An imperative. An imperative tells us what to do. A command. So Jesus Christ is the wise son of Proverbs. You and I are the fools. This book is not about, if I do this, I will get this. This book is about Christ and getting more wisdom 
for his glory, to have the mind of Christ and to please him with all areas of our life. And so what we find in Proverbs, as we continue to walk verse by verse through this, we will find that this addresses the many areas of this life in which we are to glorify the Lord, to have the mind of Christ. So here's a question for you this morning as we begin. What are the things causing you not to attain more wisdom in Christ? What are the things causing you not to attain more wisdom in Christ? And will you cast those things aside? James 4, verse 14. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. What are the things causing you not to attain more wisdom in Christ? And will you cast those things aside? All right, Proverbs 1, verse 8 introduction and being reminded of things from last week is now over. Proverbs 1, verse 8. Hear, my son, your father's instructions. Forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. So often in our society, in our lives, if we're honest, we desire instant gratification. This is a desire to experience pleasure or fulfillment without delay. We want something and we want it right now. Wisdom is found in Christ alone and salvation is a gift of God. But when it comes to wisdom, once we are born again by God's grace, we are to seek it and search for it as if it is hidden treasure. Wisdom is to be something that we daily pursue. It is not a one-time pursuit. Something that we add to our walk. Wisdom is to be our walk. We are to walk in wisdom. It is not an instant gratification. It's not a drive-through window. It's not a 30-minute delivery time. It's not dependent upon a pastor to preach the word of God on Sunday, one day a week. It is a labor. It is a hard work, a work of finding what is hidden. There are no no shortcuts for us in this pursuit. This is our calling. We are to walk in wisdom. And because wisdom is not a quick fix... Many are ignorant in wisdom while possessing knowledge in things that don't matter. Growing in wisdom is like an athlete who is trained to compete in the Olympics. They are disciplined with their schedule. They're disciplined with their food, with their workout, with their sleep. They have a plan. They set goals. They meet those goals and they continue to press on in their maturity. Should this not be said of every Christian? As Christians, we will not grow in wisdom without the word of God. We will not grow in wisdom without meditation and prayer. Therefore, we need a schedule and we need to be disciplined. Just in the last two weeks, you've heard me say the word fear, wisdom, and fool many times. Fear. This is in Proverbs 20 times. Wisdom. It's in Proverbs 45 times. Fool, it's in Proverbs 40 times. Proverbs, as I said last week, it's not fantasy. It's life and death. Those who fear God and those who don't. The wise person and the foolish person. And every single person in this room, you're one of the two. You're wise or you're foolish. 
The end of those who fear God, that is eternal life. The end of those who are foolish, that is eternal punishment. We find not only the final destination of lives lived in Proverbs, we find their journeys, and we're going to get into that this morning. We find their journeys. And if Christ is the wise son of Proverbs, and we are the fools, it is of great urgency that we take notice of every verse. Look at verse 8. Hear my son, your father's instructions. So where does the Lord take us in our journey of knowledge and wisdom first? The home. He brings us to the home. This is usually where the breakdown is that destroys a society as well as the home. You can be involved in the greatest church with the greatest pastor who preaches the greatest sermons. But if parents fail in the home, you're missing it. Here. The word here, to pay attention, to listen, to take to heart, to walk in, to obey. Children, the word here is an imperative. It's a command. It's not an option. You are commanded by God to listen to your father's instructions and to not forsake your mother's teachings. So children, before I address you, I want to speak with the fathers. Fathers, you have the great responsibility and high privilege of instructing your children. Deuteronomy 6, Ephesians 6. And if you don't instruct them, somebody else will. And as a side note, don't get upset when your parents replace you with somebody else. They will. If you fail to instruct your children, they will replace you. Verses 10 through 19 of Proverbs 1 informs us of this. Fathers, your children need you. They need a strong relationship with you. They need you home, not only physically, but also home mentally and prepared to give them the spiritual things of the Lord. You put aside the phone and you put aside the television. Your children need time alone with you. They need that. They need you inquiring about their life. They need you interested in their day. They need you asking questions about their friends, about their struggles, about how you can be praying for them. Your children need your accountability. I know they don't want it. They need it. Give it to them. They need to hear you praying for them and praying over them. They need your instruction. They need instruction in all things, not just when they are in trouble. Don't be the parent who is just a principal. Nobody wants that parent. Fathers, you may not be the best teacher, but you must teach the word. This is your duty, and duty comes first. And all this is to be a weekly pattern, year after year. It's repetition, it's repetition, it's repetition. Fathers, don't let the only repetition in your life be work. And in the name of God's word, stop being double-minded. Your children see what is important in your life. It doesn't matter what you say. They see what is important. Instruct your children. We all need the discipline of time management. Foolish fathers do not instruct their children. If you need help, ask. 
Begin with just reading the word of God and praying with them. Start there. All right, sons and daughters, you are commanded by God to hear your father's instructions and obey. God has given your parents authority over you. So it begins with the Lord. He has given you parents and they have authority over you. So you praise the Lord that he has given you parents. And notice what these verses do not say, children. There are not only if statements in the verse. For example, hear and obey your father only if they spend time with you. We don't find that. Only if they love you like you want to be loved. Only if they give you what you want. Only if they model what they teach. Only if they don't yell or embarrass me. Listening to your father and obeying your father to the glory of God, that is righteous living. The right thing, you listen. The right way, you obey with honor. The right reason, the glory of God. And this is where we need to be very careful as parents discerning whether or not we are spending the majority of our time for behavior modification or we're spending the majority of our time for the glory of God and having godly children by God's grace. Mothers, you are commanded by God to teach your children. All that I said to the fathers, this also applies to you. And if your husband does not instruct your children in righteous living and wisdom, this is a sad thing and I'm extremely sorry but you are also commanded to teach your children. Try and find ways to encourage your husband and lead him to instruct your children. Pray for him and have conversations with him. Mothers, the word actually reads here, hear my son your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's law. So both father and mother are to teach your children the law, the knowledge of good and evil, the moral law. Teach them the word and about this life. Teach them wisdom that's found in the word. Point them to Christ with your words and in how one should live by being a model. Maybe you're a parent right now and you're saying you don't have the time. You have no idea concerning all the demands that are on my life right now. Let me say this with as much gentleness as I can. The demands of your job and this life don't come even close in comparing to the souls of your children. Not even close. Mark 8, verse 36, For what is a profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Don't choose the world over the souls of your children. Maybe you do need a different job. Maybe you need to change or to limit your current hobbies because it seems that many fathers have time for those. Maybe you need a smaller house. Maybe you need to get out of debt. Maybe you need to stop thinking so much about yourself. Whatever your greed is, figure it out. While your children are in your home, they need instruction. And failure to do this could lead to your children loving the world it could lead to much sorrow for you, not to mention a life of disobedience by you before the Lord. Parents, outside of your walk with the Lord and your spouse's walk, the children that the Lord has blessed you with, they are very precious and they need your attention. They need your love. They need a relationship. They need your instruction. 
They need the word. And God designed this life that you, as a parent, give it to them. These children are on loan to you. They are not yours. They belong to the Lord. And maybe you're here and you're not a parent. Or you are, but your children have grown up. You have this church. There are opportunities for discipleship all around. Open your eyes and move your feet. We are to all be committed to making disciples. And if you're a grandparent, keep teaching your children and teach your grandchildren. Maybe you're here and you want someone to disciple you, but you have been afraid to ask and they haven't stepped out and they haven't asked you. Take the big step and ask. Seek wisdom from those who are wiser than you in this church. It says, sons and daughters, you are commanded by God to not forsake your parents' teaching. What does forsake mean? Don't neglect it. Don't reject it. Don't cast it off. And maybe you're here and you're saying as a child, but my parents are not discipling me. Well, you need to ask them to disciple you. Don't forsake your parents and what they teach you. Embrace it. Listen. Take it in. Think about what they are saying. Ask questions. Pray and seek to apply it to your life for the glory of God. If you fail to hear, you will fail to forsake. And if you fail to apply, you will also forsake. Cast off the sin that will eventually slaughter you and embrace the teaching of your parents. Sons and daughters, the instruction and teaching from your parents, if applied for the glory of God, remember doing the right thing the right way for the right reason, if it's applied for the glory of God, will be a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. So the reward for listening to your parents' instructions is of great value, a life pleasing to the Lord. It is a life of wisdom. And if you're thinking, well, that doesn't really mean much, it's far greater than anything else in this world. Far greater. The reward is a good life, something that riches cannot provide for you. In fact, garland is a symbol for victory, while pendants symbolize luxury. So the reward for listening to your parents is victory and luxury. Maybe you're saying, no, that's not right. That's crazy. Then in love, I tell you this, you don't know God. Or you know very little about God. Instruction and teaching And the word from your parents is absolutely beautiful. You need a greater reverence for the Lord, a greater knowledge of the Lord. He is of infinite value and worth. If you don't believe me, when you look at scripture alone and you talk about, okay, how we are called to live on this earth, who God is, what he has done, what is coming? For Christians, heaven is coming. Do you think heaven is going to be about earth? Do you think heaven is going to be about you? Do you think heaven is going to be about obtaining more and more and more things that this world has to offer? No, heaven's about Christ. So what is this life in the here and now supposed to be about? Christ. You need instruction. Parents, 
who teach you the word and instruct you in a life that is to be lived for the glory of God, what you are receiving from them is of greatest value. It's worth more than money. It's worth more than what they're leaving you. It's worth more than a college education, a good paying job. It's the greatest thing that you can receive. Matthew 13, verse 44, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and he covered it back up. Then in joy, he goes and he sells all that he has and he buys that field. So the kingdom of heaven is great. And when compared to everything else, let's get rid of it and let's get the kingdom of heaven because the kingdom of heaven wins. Matthew 6, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where much moth and rust destroy where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also paul addressed this to timothy but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation into a snare into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction for the love of money as a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. So the Lord made you. He has made you for his glory. And we glorify him by being dependent upon him in prayer, staying in the word and keeping his holy commands. So we glorify God when we reflect his character. And we follow his commands as his children. The glory of God above all else. So this life is not about what the world says it is. It's about the Lord. Christ is everything. We are to pursue Christ. Look at Proverbs 1 verse 10. The father is addressing his son and he is giving him a warning. It is also a warning for us. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait for blood, let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their past, for their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed blood. It's a warning of being wicked and or walking with the wicked. This is a father appealing to his son. Don't do this. My son, if sinners entice you. Sinners, they are lost souls who are continually to sin. They do nothing but sin. They will entice. They will be deceptive and they will seek to persuade you. They will use all sorts of flattery. They are schemers and scam artists. They will ask you to come with them. They will try to seduce you on every front. The wise will follow the Lord while the simple, those who are undisciplined and naive, they will be deceived. The foolish life is a life of evil. They lie and they wait to ambush the innocent. My son, don't let sinners entice you. Look at verse 15. My son, do not walk in the way with them. 
Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Remember, they're going to try to deceive you on every, on every front. You know what that means? It looks great. It is very attractive to, to your eyes. You look out and you see this, and you're like, that is what I want. The majority of these people, they're the popular ones. They're the ones that are going to say, I want that, I need this. The foolish life is a life of evil. It says, hold back your foot from their paths. Do not walk in the way of them. These words we find also in Isaiah as well as Romans. Isaiah 59 verse 7, their feet run to evil. They are swift to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Desolation and destruction are their highways. Romans 3, all have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of an asp is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift not to follow the Lord. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Fathers and mothers are to instruct their children to not walk in the way of sinners. All godly fathers and mothers want their children to hold back their feet from the paths of the wicked. As a wise father and mother, we look at our own life and we realize, I don't want my children to do what I did. Godly parents don't want their children to take one step in the path of the wicked, but they want them to remain faithful doers of the word of God, not just hearers. Proverbs 1.10, my son of sinners entice you, do not consent means do not yield, do not accept, do not desire the way of the wicked. Proverbs 1.15, my son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their past. So the life of wickedness is evil. It leads to hell. What path would you think that you're on? That's where it's leading. Don't walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot. Hold back your life from their path. Sin must be rejected and not accepted. Their path, or as the scripture says, their highway, their highway is destruction. They're on the highway to hell. That's what they're on. It's the highway of destruction. The life of wickedness is so foolish that they actually set a trap for themselves. They shed their own blood for they destroy their own life. Look at verse 17. It says, for in vain a net is spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. So in these verses, a father gives their son an example. Imagine that his bird is watching as men are setting a trap for it. It's vanity. The bird will not fall for it. The wicked path is full of men and women who think they are wise, but they are foolish. They are actually setting an ambush for their own life as they are seeking to steal from the lives of those who are innocent. They are shedding their own blood. The bird in this example, the bird is a sensible one. The bird is simple, it's sensible, it's smart. The bird sees the trap and the bird doesn't fall for it. It flees 
While these evil fools who are making the trap, they're falling for the trap because they're setting an ambush for themselves. There is no profit in unjust gain, for their end is destruction. You lose your life. You reap what you sow, and we'll see this later on in Proverbs. In the words of John MacArthur, stupid sinners rush to their own ruin. The way of sinners is wrong, and it's stupid. Life is promised, but what is given is death. Parents who love the Lord and parents who love their children will instruct their children in the word of God. They will instruct them in wisdom. Parents, I'm sad to say you know this. There's no promise that if you instruct your children, that they will be saved. But as an almost 40-year-old, let me let you in on a little secret. Children, you are not wise. I was a child. In many ways, I'm still a child. but you're not wise. When I was your age, I thought I had it all together as well. I thought my parents were extremely foolish. And then I got out into the real world and I was thanking the Lord for my parents. Children, your parents are not perfect. They are just like you. They are sinners. But know this, as a child, you are not wise. You need wisdom. You don't have everything figured out. Your parents are wiser than you think you are. Hear what your parents are teaching you. That means pay attention to what they are saying. Listen to what they are saying. Take to heart what they are saying and walk in it to obey for the glory of God. If they are not teaching you the ways of the Lord, I'm very Sorry that your parents are disobeying the commands of God. But you will one day stand before the Lord and you will have to give an account of your life and the failure of your parents will not be a sufficient excuse. You have the word of God. You have prayer. And while you are still underneath their roof with them, ask them, Dad, Mom, take the time, teach me the word of God. Teach me wisdom. Your life is not a game. It's not fiction. It's a matter of eternal location, heaven or hell. Because in this world, sinners will entice. They will seek for you to join them. They will try to swallow you alive, as Proverbs says. We need lady wisdom or you will embrace dame folly. Youth, the temptations of this world are strong. I can say this because I'm an adult. The temptations of this world are still strong. You add the temptations of the wicked to your life, as well as your own foolishness and your own wickedness, you absolutely need wisdom. 
James 1.14, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So we need the fear of Yahweh in our lives, a reverence and awe of the Lord that results in living according to his word. Do you know what this means? If we have true reverence for the Lord, we're going to look into the word, we're going to pray the word, and then we're going to look at our lives, and we are going to change our life to reflect the word of God for the glory of God. That's what we must do. If we just read and we take in and we do nothing with our life. Dear friend, James paints that picture and says, you're a complete fool. It's as if you're looking before a mirror and you walk away and you forget what you look like. You need the wisdom in which the Lord has breathed out. God is displeased with us. God is not happy with us when we fail to glorify him. You do understand this, right? And there are consequences in the here and now for our sin. But because he loves us and he has given us the spirit of God, if we are saved, he disciplines us. That's what a good father does. Children, if your parents spank you and they do it, for the glory of God, the, the right way, the right reason, and for his glory, praise be to God. That's what they're commanded to do in Scripture. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him who he loves as a, as a father, the son in whom he delights. In this life, there is a right way and there is a wrong way. Children, I know that that is difficult for you to see at your age. And I know that you go from church to church to church and you see more and more the church looking like the world. But I promise you, there is a right way and there is a wrong way. There is a wise path. There is an absolute foolish path. In this life, there are voices. And those voices, some of them you need to completely ignore and not listen to. You need to forsake and you need to listen to the Lord. But if you do not listen to the Lord, you will embrace the foolish voices of this world. Children, listen to your parents. Listen to the word of God. And every soul in this room, we are called to labor for wisdom. And I don't have to ask this, but I'm going to. You know what you labor for. You know what you're laboring for. Look at your time. Look at your money. Look at your priorities. Look at what you do. Some of you are laboring so much in your job, you forgot that your wife and your kids came first. Some of you are living for money and not for the things of the Lord. We all are called to labor for wisdom. We need to get it. We've been memorizing Proverbs 2. Well, maybe. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom, inclining your heart to understand. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. 
This is why many people don't have the fear of God or the knowledge of God in their life. They're not seeking it out. We all need to be laboring for wisdom. We need to hear what God has said, and we need to hear it by taking it to heart. Therefore, our relationship with the Lord is the greatest and is of highest importance, especially if you are a parent. Because that means when your relationship with God is not first and foremost, your relationship with God, you will not care about the relationship for God and your children. You won't think about, are they meeting with the Lord? Are they reading their Bible? Are they praying? What are they reading? What are they learning? Because they're going to be filled with the things of this world. They need wisdom and instruction. We either are going to be laboring for lady wisdom, or we're going to be laboring in this life for dame folly. Labor for lady wisdom. Ignore dame folly. Father, I thank you for your word, how your word is good. Your word convicts with the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, forgive us. This past week, we have all labored for things that don't really matter. Father, forgive us for having great affections for things that don't matter. Forgive us for having very few affections for you. Father, you have called us to labor for wisdom. This to be our life. It's not something that we add to our life as if it's going to fix all of our foolishness. Wisdom is to be our life. We are to walk in it. We are to pursue it. Ultimately, to walk in wisdom, to labor for wisdom, is to walk in Christ and to labor for his name. Father, may that be true of us. May we come before you with an honest evaluation, an honest repentance, confess of our sin, and live for you. Our life is but a vapor. We're here one second and we're gone the next. You even tell us in scripture that you paint a picture of a man who has, who has planned everything and he's going to tear down his barn and build a bigger one to hold all of his stuff. And you say, you fool, this very night. I'm taking your life. Lord, we may not be foolish and think that this world is all that there is. May we not acknowledge one thing with our lips and live a different way. Father, may we hear, may we take it to heart and live for you, pursuing you, knowing what to do in, in every situation, to be a man and woman of prayer in the pursuit of pointing our children to you. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness that you give to us each and every day when we pursue the things of this world. Thank you for being a gracious and loving God. That your steadfast love endures every moment. That you're so patient with us and kind with us. Even now you're giving us an opportunity to repent 
to find refreshment for our bones in you. Father, thank you for your word. May we seek, Lady Wisdom, this week. May we stay in your word and not get out of it, meditate upon it, search for it as hidden treasure in a field. And then we will understand the fear of Yahweh and find the knowledge of you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.